The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, wanted to uh, tackle this conversation again because the news just keeps happening on this front. A senior female infantry officer described as a, as a rising star on the leadership track in the Canadian military has quit in disgust over high-level sexual misconduct allegations. Lieutenant Colonel Eleanor Taylor formally requested her release from the Canadian forces on International Women's Day. All of this in an email email on Monday. Now in that email, Taylor says she's disgusted over the allegations and believes the military is not capable of holding its top leaders to account over sexual misconduct allegations against them. She writes, I am sickened by ongoing investigations of sexual misconduct among our key leaders. Unfortunately, I am not surprised. And she goes on to say, I'm also certain that the scope of the problem has yet to be exposed. Now, in her career, Lieutenant Colonel Taylor worked with Special Operations Forces Command is one of only a few women to have commanded an infantry company during the Afghan war. And she also played a central role in the military security planning for the Vancouver Olympics in 2010. Now, all of this comes as the military deals with what experts are calling an institutional crisis that was sparked by allegations of sexual misconduct against a former chief of defense staff, Jonathan Vance, and Admiral Art McDonald, who replaced him. Now, you know McDonald stepped back last month. Lieutenant General Wayne Eyre is acting in his place. Now, at the same time, fed up with their voices not being heard and wanting to do more to help others, survivors of military sexual trauma. A new organization has been formed called Survivors Perspectives Consulting Group. One of the founders, Major Donna Rigadell, joins us now. Major Rigadell, welcome back to the show. Here. Hi, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Donna, I have to say, we have been talking about this uh, on this show. You and I have had this conversation going back years now, literally years we've been talking about this. Why is nothing being done? It feels like decades, doesn't it, when you really think about it? And and it really has been, uh, for a lot of people out there, decades of this conversation of trying to, really what comes down to trying to fight for being treated like a human being, which seems like a very basic thing and I'm not sure why we, we can't seem to grasp it. It seems like every time we take, you know, one step forward there's two back and, and I gotta tell you it's it's really exhausting and defeating when we wake up to stories like you know, former CDS Jonathan Vance, and then you get Admiral McDonald, and, and it's just, it's very hard to continue to have hope, for sure. Now, um, I, I, in my intro, I was talking about Lieutenant Colonel uh, Taylor um, requesting her release from the Canadian uh, Forces on, on Monday. It was in an email. Uh, she's saying that uh, she believes the military is not capable of holding its top leaders to account. Would you agree with her? I think in its current state, um, clearly we're not. Because I mean, I don't, I don't have to have an opinion. It's fairly obvious that we we are having trouble doing that. And it's been um, a really personal struggle for me. I know when I was on the show last time, um, we were talking about all of the initiatives that we were taking, you know, at Edmonton, and we had a new training course, and we had all of these great projects going on. And unfortunately, you know, getting posted out, and, and another person getting posted out, and it just sort of died. And we were hoping mm-hmm. very 
very much that it would be picked up nationally that that you know the calf would see what we had had done and, and would recognize that you know that it was it was a good product and that it was working but instead you know we run headlong into brick walls and a lot of closed doors so it's been really a frustrating fight this whole way um, uh, just one other question, you know, in regards to Lieutenant Colonel uh, Taylor's uh, comments saying she's certain that the scope of the problem has yet to be exposed. What, what are you expecting to hear, you know, in the days and, and, and months ahead on this? I mean, is there, do you believe that, that there's more exposure to happen? I think that anybody who doesn't believe that um, the state and the Canadian Armed Forces would mirror every other, um, you know, every everything else we know about, you know, hashtag Me Too, about the times that mm-hmm. or all that, that although it's not every man, it's not even most men, it's, I mean, every woman has a story. And mm-hmm. things are no different in uniform. Everybody has a story about either a time, either when things were very, you know, when, when it was very extreme or when things were, you know, maybe comments were made or something was said and, and times where we were you know put on the spot due to our gender or you know or perception of a favoritism or anything like that and it's it's and that's what it is it's it's so inseeped in the culture that in order to fix it it comes down to we can't address this problem with a military solution you can't come in and say okay i have a new military course and it's going to mirror all of our other training it has to be a completely new way of looking at it and and it has to be a course that's going to go in and really kind of be intense and dynamic and engaging but really shake somebody's core beliefs and their foundations and kind of open them up to the idea that you know what even if you yourself have gone your whole life knowing that you're a good person there might have been ways that you've inadvertently contributed to this and and you can go back and correct them and you can contribute to now changing it and fixing it and making it a stronger military for everybody was operation honor uh, a massive disappointment um, I think at this time it has been. I don't think it has to stay that way. I, I, with, with all of the anger and frustration, I still have a lot of hope that we can get this moving in the right direction. I know that there are, that the most, um, the majority of the Canadian Forces are still really good people and we're made up of people. I mean, we talk about this organization like it's a giant nameless thing. We're made up of people and the people that are in the Canadian Forces clearly have a desire to serve and, and be one under the belief and, and be a part of that family. It's just a matter of re, re-educating that thought and, and teaching the human that wears that uniform and, and not expecting everybody to come in with the same life experiences because they don't. So when they come in, let's, let's you know, indoctrinate them in a different way. Let's teach them what it really means to have respect and dignity for all people. And let's really make sure that, you know, that you're not only doing the right thing because if you don't, you'll get in trouble, but you're doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And that's really the difference. Like it's making that jump. And I don't think up until now we've really had, we sort of had half measures and we haven't had the time where they sat down and said to the people, unfortunately, people like us that are what I call us unfortunate subject matter experts, they haven't sat down and said, okay, you guys went through this, you know, you've done the court marshals as the witnesses you've done. Where are the gaps? Where can you recommend us to go back and fix it? As opposed to, you know, when we offered the response was, yeah, we got this. And now I'm saying, well, you clearly don't. So let's sit down and have this conversation and let's plug these gaps. Let's fix these problems. Let's make it better for everybody because, God, we can't keep affording to lose good people like Lieutenant Colonel Taylor. 
Mm -hmm. So um, you and uh, four others have formed a Survivors Perspectives Consulting Group. Tell me about this organization, and you touched on some of the things that you you want sure. to do with it about about you know you know making sure voices are heard, but hey, offering solutions. Tell us about your hopes for this group. Well, I hope that we can um, you know bring in um, you know a consulting and guiding sort of hand to some of the policies and everything else so they make more sense so they speak to the people that are suffering out there because don't get there are people still suffering out there we know that and they're suffering in silence and they're still trying to do a good job so i mean all those people are like oh they're fragile little no these are strong people they are they are doing a tough job in a really toxic environment like you can't get a whole lot tougher than that so let's build on that let's support them so they can now come back and be healthy and do their job that much more and still achieve their dreams but let's make sure the messaging makes sense and the policies make sense let's introduce we have a course that we've built that um, I went away and took training on my own with all of these civilian best practices so we took courses you know on toxic um, environments and gender violence and sexualized misconduct and courses on how to you know support survivors that come forward let's implement these policies let's make sure that everybody in uniform knows how to do what I call like survivor first aid so that we can help that person in the moment and then get them to the help they need and let's teach people how to root out the, the like find the roots of this toxic culture so that they can start calling people on stuff before it escalates to the point that you have an injured party if we can start nipping these things in the bud and we can start sort of you know heading it off at the pass or whatever then it, it makes it that much easier to turn this around and get it back on the right path uh, you know, there's 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 still a lot of blowback whenever we have this this converse, is a conversation, Donna, and I, I know that uh, you get it all the time as well. I mean, I just have to took a, take a look at the text line. Said, you know, we wouldn't have this problem if women weren't in the military. Um, nice victim blaming there, texter. Uh, other people saying, you know, let's spend what little money the military has chasing ghosts. I mean, when you when you hear comments like that i think it just reinforces how much work still needs to be done it definitely does i mean it shows that you know we are definitely reflective of the society that we draw membership from i mean this is this is the conversations out there but i will say that there's actually nothing in any of my suggestions personally that has anything to do with you know, people are like, oh, it's going to be a witch hunt. I don't have anything about the criminal investigation or the punitive process in my suggestions. What I have is, you know what, um, when somebody comes forward and says they're injured, let's support them and get them healthy again. And let's change the environment so that we're not injuring people. We have a dangerous job. Let's make sure that the danger is not coming from the people that we're working beside. That's all it is. And if we can do those two things, then we've got pretty much 99% of the problem solved. So let's get that point. And, and Donna, I, I think it's important to note as well that not all survivors are women. Oh, gosh, no. And I, I had that earlier where somebody says, so you're a group of women for women. And I said, oh, no, no, please do not mistake it. And I said, there are a lot of men out there that are suffering. And there are women that are predators as well. Uh, we know that. I mean, it's, it's often misrepresented in the numbers just because men are, are more reluctant. I mean, women are reluctant to come forward too, but men are even more reluctant to come forward. Um, and we know that looking at it, we are open to every, we want to hear these perspectives. We want people to feel empowered that their story is going to go towards real concrete change and that we can take it and we can, you know, send out suggestions to our, the, pe the people that will sign up and say, you know what, here's a policy. Let's poke holes in it so that we can go back to the powers that be yeah. and say, okay, here's where the problems are. And we can have this sort of 
this focused voice and this coordinated effort to help fix it. We know where the problems are because we've lived them. So let's now go back to Jenny Man and explain it. You're not trying to tear down the military. You're trying to help build it back. Really, that's that's how I see this. It, I, I, I've heard this before. They're like, well, you're trying to take the teeth out of the military. I'm absolutely not. Um, we have a very inappropriate job. Our job at its core when we teach warfare and fieldcraft is, is we're not, I don't want to take the teeth out of anything. What I want to make sure is that we are able to do, again, this job that at its core is very dangerous, that is working in a dangerous operational environment and doing, we do it as safely as we can, but at the same time, make no joke, we're dealing with mm-hmm. life and death situations. But we shouldn't have anything to fear from the person that's in the trench next to us or from the people that are backing us up, and that's the big difference. Major Donna Rigadell joining me this afternoon, the co-founder of Survivors Perspectives Consulting Group, a group that has been put together to wave the flag, to use their voice, to help the military really help itself as it moves uh, through uh, the controversy, the investigations that are underway right now. And uh, in the news release that came out yesterday said, we have the experience, the dedication, the ability to help find the right solutions. We are the survivors and we have a voice. Let us be heard. Donna, it, it finally seems, um, and your voice has been heard. Let's let's be let's be fair here. Your voice has been heard on and off over the past number of years, but it seems your voice and, and the collective voice of this group is being heard and, and, and some meetings being held already. Uh, can you can you fill us in a, a little bit on that and, and how sure. optimistic are you? Yeah. I'm I'm actually I'm filled with a lot of hope. Like um, we've had, so this group um, was very casual ahead of time. And then we sort of formalized everything a week ago. Like we haven't really been in place very long and we've already had some follow-up from the media, um, a chance to talk to people like yourself to get it out there. And now we have, we've had one official meeting today with a major general. We have another one tomorrow and then probably one on Friday. So, I mean, there are people that are are ready to listen. Um, Our message is definitely landing. I appreciate that a whole lot. We're getting a lot of support. Um, It's it's been really positive and very hopeful, mostly just because, I mean, even we're telling them, they like, have this course, they don't have to use it. Um, We're happy to share it. I mean, as I said before, it's not about sort of getting the credit for it. I don't, it doesn't matter to me that much. I want the problem fixed. I want not to be, not to know that people out there are being cared for and supported and and not re-injured and that more injuries aren't continuing this way. I don't like knowing that I have brothers and sisters in uniform out there that are suffering. Donna, before I let you go, you talk about these meetings that you've had with, uh, you know, Major General today and other Major General uh, tomorrow, hopefully on, on Friday as well. Are, are, do, you, do you get the sense that they're listening because they want to or because they have to? That is a major difference. I am definitely getting the feeling that these people are are completely personally invested in this. Like they, I think we finally have hit a really good, um, we, we just seem to be picking the right people right now that we've got people that are really um, involved. And I, I've, I've sort of known the two people that I'm talking to for a while and I've seen them kind of come up through the ranks. And these are people that are invested in making the Canadian forces better, in making it stronger. And that's exactly what you need. You don't, we don't want somebody to come in and be just doing it because they've been told to do it or to be doing or to be talking because they're angry and bitter about it. There's anger there, yes, but there has to be passion and there has to be a, a want for this and a need for this, and there is for sure.
And I think it's sometimes, you know, you you know as well as I do that, you know, sometimes with higher ranks, it's it's all about it's about the rank and about where I can get to next. You almost need someone who is willing to say, I need to put the calf as a whole front and center and put anything back and be willing to take a stand, make the tough decisions and make the tough uh, and the tough calls. Absolutely. You need to have somebody that's willing to say, you know what, we're going to go, for example, off book this time. We're not going to do it this way because this is the way we've always done it and it hasn't been working. So let's try something different and, and let's take a chance and, and see. And that's what I said to them. I'm like, you know what, give me a day. Let us show you the program. And yep. at the end of the day, you're not convinced, then we'll, we'll, okay, we'll back off, but I'll get you. If you give me a day, we'll do it. So yeah, I, I, that's what I need. I need a day with them. All right. Uh, folks want to find out more, and I'm getting some feedback on the text line from uh, some military personnel uh, from across the country right now saying, hey, keep up the good work. we got to also remember it's not just one person, it's families that this oh, gosh, impacts yeah. as well. Uh, they can find out more if you want to be a part of this, survivorperspectives.com. Major Donna Rigadell joining us this afternoon. Uh, Donna, keep up the good work. We'll check in with you um, down the line. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity. Take care now. Again, the website is survivorperspectives.com. Check it out. Read up, and uh, you might be surprised at, at what you're reading. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.